you, you've realized that it's helping other people will get you where you want to get, right? Versus, oh, I mean, a lot of young guys, and especially we'll get into social media here in a second, but they see it online, right? They see like the the guy with the nice car and the pretty girls. And they're like, is that what I got to do? So if that's what I got to do, how do I get the money? And they think of the money first, right? And then the money doesn't come because they're thinking of the money first, but you are thinking about the people first, the person you could help with pancreatic cancer, the person you could help lose, you know, 80 pounds, uh, you know, the person across the country that you could help start figure out their fitness journey today, but you figured out that now, as opposed to 10 years down the road where usually people figure it out. Uh, so, so, so that's really cool, man. It's honestly all about helping people, man. The more value I can provide to someone, I know that later on in life, you know, I will get my money. I will get what I need out of life. And, yeah. you know, it's all about providing value to people nowadays. Welcome to the Land Life Podcast with your host, PJ Riley. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Land Life Podcast. My name is PJ Riley. Guys, like I always say, if you're getting value, make sure you like, subscribe, uh, leave five stars. And if you can think of something witty to say, leave a comment. iTunes and Spotify love it when you leave comments. So please just leave me a comment. Just a quick comment. One line, two lines, nothing crazy. You know, your guest today, Oliver, was really great. Um, something like that. It can be, it doesn't have to be crazy. You don't have to write me a full paragraph unless you want to, of course. Uh, guys, at the end of the podcast, Oliver's going to leave a way where you can get hold of him. So if throughout the course of this podcast, you're like, you know, do I love this story? He had a really cool, interesting story. I want to connect with him. I want to keep this conversation going. He's going to leave a way you can contact him at the end of the podcast. So make sure you stick around to the end of it. Um, so today's guest, crazy enough, another RTA member. Uh, it seems like every guest lately has been an RTA member. Uh, Oliver Goulet, uh, you're out of Michigan, correct? Yes, that is correct. All right. What, what part of Michigan? Uh, West Michigan, kind of like the Grand Rapids area towards the lake. Right on. Grand Rapids. Uh, he's the CEO of Fresh Hope Genetics and Fresh Hope, I would say, Health and Nutrition. Have we really called it, or is it all just called Fresh Hope? Uh, basically, all just called Fresh Hope. Okay. So he runs a cannabis company and personal trainer, health coach. Um, so he's helping a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Um, so how's it going, man? Oh, man, it's going pretty good. Uh, you know, trying to get over this cold weather here in Michigan, ready for springtime, need some sunlight in my life. But yeah. other than that, man, cannot complain. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, kind of give us a, a quick background on who you are. Uh, so so everybody knows kind of who this 25-year-old kid is uh, talking to us about business. Uh, well, my name is Oliver Glay. I was born and raised in Holland, Michigan. I still currently live in Holland, Michigan. Um, on year five of my entrepreneurship journey, I started a cannabis company when I was 19 years old. And uh, yeah, I dropped out of college to actually start it. And now just you know, kind of run the course with this entrepreneurship thing. I ended up, uh, you know, pursuing, you know, the cannabis industry because I saw how profitable it was and where the industry was going. And growing up, I was, you know, kind of a pothead uh, since I was 15 years old. And uh, yeah, just kind of found my, uh, you know, my cup of tea with being in the cannabis industry. And just, you know, I really enjoyed it for the like majority of it. And uh, yeah, and right now I'm working on uh, a recreational processing facility with uh, three partners that I'm super excited about. That way, you know, we'll be able to provide our products to more and more people throughout Michigan and then hopefully venture off into the other states that are upcoming in the cannabis industry. Okay, so no co college was not like, 
I guess, in the in the cards for you. What about college did you not like? Uh, well, honestly, going into college, I was an athlete. I was an overweight athlete, so I wasn't that great. So I went D3. That was basically the only offer I got was from the local private liberal arts school, Hope College. And I went there and, uh, yeah, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I went in for engineering because I was a huge fan of, like, dirt bikes, you know, quads and all motor stuff. And I was like, oh, that seems pretty interesting. Like, maybe I'll go the route of engineering because one of my buddies was also doing it. And I was like, yeah, I'll go that route. Go in there. Do not like the type of math that that shit involves. So I was like, <laughs> yep, my cup of tea. I loved money math. So I switched to uh, accounting and then I realized, like, yeah, I don't want to sit behind a desk and, you know, crunch numbers all day. The only type of like money I want to deal with is business. So I switched to business and entrepreneurship. And then um, actually towards the end of my freshman year, I got in a uh, altercation with my roommate who uh, ended up assaulting me over some stupid, some stupid incident. And then I hit him back and then turns out he went to the police, said I assaulted him. Ended up getting woken up at 4 a.m. by the police saying I was a, a, under arrest for assault and battery. Ended up having to go to court. All this other bull crap I had to deal with. Basically made my life a living hell the last like three months of my freshman year in college. And uh, yeah, I ended up having to go to court over the whole situation and I uh, beat the case. Uh, but I had to come up with money to co- pay for my lawyer fees because I come from a middle class family. My parents like know this is your responsibility you got to pay for this you got to figure it out and at the time I worked at a factory and I was making like ten dollars an hour and I was only working like 20 hours a week because I was going to school full-time plus playing lacrosse and uh yeah I had to figure out a different route to make money and that is uh where the cannabis came into play I ended up uh borrowing some money from my sister at the time and buying weed with it and since I went to a private liberal arts school and all their parents had money all the and all the kids like you know walking around with money and I was like how do I get money from these kids to pay my bill, like my lawyer fees? So I started selling weed and then I realized like, you know, maybe this has got something to it. And I really thought about it and I saw all the upcoming things with the cannabis industry. And I was like, this, this could be, you know, a route I want to go with. And then, uh, yeah, I ended up uh, getting uh, my medical license and growing cannabis. I was like, yes, screw buying weed. I can just grow it and make more money doing that. Mm -hmm. And then kind of just started from there and, you know, took off with that scaled up to a few different growth facilities and kind of never looked back. Yeah. Okay. So there's a, there's a quick transition there. I mean, you, you got this entrepreneurial spirit, you see a business plan, you see it kind of working now from the time there, there's a point where it becomes in your story where it was kind of just making a couple bucks to moving into the business side of things. So when you were, were growing a few, I'm guessing in the house, I would, I would imagine. Yeah. Right? So growing a few in the house, a few plants in the house. Now you're like, no, no, no. Now I'm going to buy a few. I'm, I'm going to get a warehouse basically, right? We're going to make yeah. this commercial, correct? So yep. how did you transition though? I think that's what everybody would want to know. Where are you transitioning from? I'm just growing a few plants in the house to now I have a building. how did you get the building? How did you get the lease for a building? How did you get a, and people admit, how'd you get Michigan to allow you to do this? <laughs> Uh, so basically, you can apply for a licensing uh, through the medical system. And it really wasn't that hard at the time to get it because the, the laws are very like lenient because it was like, you know, it had been medical for a you know a few years, but it was also still up and coming. They're lying. They're just giving out licenses. And uh, I actually got the license under my mother at the time because I was underage. I was still like 
I think I just turned 20 years old. So I got the licensing under my mother and my parents who grew up in the country. So we got zoned properly and I built a greenhouse and my mother helped me with this. And cause she like, she had a friend that had pancreatic cancer who didn't do any pharmaceutical pills or anything. So like there was an actual purpose behind her helping to supply yeah. her friend with cannabis to help with her cancer. And she ended up beating pancreatic cancer, which is wow. like unheard of from this. And like, that was like really when I was like, all right, so cannabis does have medical benefits to it. Like this actually is way better than, you know, the pills that freaking kill people nowadays. And like that gave us a sense of purpose. And then after that, I just kept, you know, scaling and growing to where I'm at today from that. Yeah. Go mom, go mom, man. Yeah. Okay. So now you've got a few warehouses or I might say it correctly. Warehouses. Do you have warehouses or these metal buildings that you're growing in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so cool. So now you have some of those. How are you making the relationships with dispensaries to to actually sell the product, right? Because now you have all this stuff. You got a warehouse. You got great stuff. Mom's helping you out, which is is great to hear. And then, how are you how are you developing the relationships first to move it into a, a, a retail store? So when I was like first starting to like you know sell weed and stuff, like I was going to dispensaries because they were like very lenient with the laws and stuff. And I just got my medical card, so I'd like go to dispensaries, buy weed, resell it, and like I built relationships with all these different dispensary owners. They knew me, and then as soon as I started growing, all I had to do was you know go talk to them, show them a product, and boom, there it was. Okay, so that's how easy it is. You just walk in and say, "I have it too. I I got weed." That's how easy it used to be. That's how okay. easy it used to be. Now there's way more right re like regulations and stuff yeah. like that. You can't do any of that shit anymore. That was just, you know, back in the day when it was like, you know, like the wild, wild west. Yeah. And any new upcoming states in the cannabis industry, they're roughly, you know, five, six years behind us. And we're five to six years behind Colorado and California, like you guys. So yeah. like it's just repeating itself. That's why like the newer and upcoming states, like that's why a lot of companies are going there because it is like the wild, wild west. You don't necessarily have to even pass like testing from the state. So they test your products, which now everything like in Michigan, Colorado, California, everything's regulated, like everything's yeah. tested. But there's still a lot of loopholes, which, you know, it creates a lot of like, uh, you know, not transparency because, you know, there's a lot of bad products out there in the markets and stuff like that. And that's like part of the purpose with our company is like, we're going to be transparent. We're going to provide test results for everything. We're not going to, you know, try cheating the system like a lot of companies are that do shady shit out there like even though it is like they say it's like you know the tested market like you know you'll be getting products that you know they scan with uh x-ray scanners to kill uh like uh like live live stuff in it uh so like it could be like you know bugs or something like that it might not have passed testing the first time then they run it through an x-ray scanner and it kills all the microbial life on it and then it'll pass testing so people be, will be smoking products that are absolutely trash and have, you know, dead insects or microbials in it nowadays, just because they're just like, okay, they don't want to lose, you know, $15 million with the product. So they run it through an x-ray scanner and then they're able to put that on the shelf. No kidding. So it's pretty. Okay, so how are you then uh, well, getting it tested? So it, it does have to go through some sort of medical professionals or how, how does it get tested? So it gets tested, uh, tested through uh, different licensed uh, testing facilities throughout the state. Uh, all you basically do is, you know, you sign up, you have a contract with them, you send out samples. Well, now you don't even get to send out samples because there's always that like, like there's a chance of cheating the system that way. So they'll actually come to your facility, 
and they'll pull buds off the plants or, you know, your end product and they'll test it right there. So you can't be like, oh, here's a sample that you already know that is already going to pass testing. They'll come take a sample randomly so that they know, like, you can't cheat the system. But, you know, there's still companies that are able to cheat the system some way or somehow. Okay, so what about, like, um, potency? Like, how are you testing for for potency? Um, You know, your product versus somebody else's product. How are you determining whose is the superior product? Um, is there is is there a testing process involved, or is there a certain method you have to go through? Uh, it's it's all the same testing. They'll come t- when they come tested. They do like the THC, the cannabinoids, whether it pass the pesticide test or the microbial test. Like it's a huge panel of tests that they do. It's not just like oh, we got sent at this place for THC or this place for pesticides. It's all in one one panel testing that tests for everything. Okay. Okay, how big are you guys right now? Um, right, right now we and my three partners, uh, three part time because we're able to do it all ourselves basically right now. And then for my medical one, I have four employees and then a bunch of part time help because everything's automated. I can basically control all my systems and stuff from my phone. It's pretty oh, well. Nice. That's yeah, awesome. Automation is key. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. Expand on that a little bit. Automation. Um, what are you guys using? CRMs are using virtual assistants to help with like different data. Uh, you know, there's three main people on the team, but do you have any other people that are helping out? Uh, basically, no, that's it. And basically, I mean, I, I have an app on my phone and through a system called Trollmaster, and it controls like everything from our climate with humidity, temperature, our lights, oh, our irrigation systems, all everything I could, you know, if I and I get alerts if you know if temperatures rise, humidity rise, anything like that, it just alerts me, and I can either have one of my guys go check it out, or I check it out, and make sure everything's kosher, and yeah, it's super easy, convenient. All my feed times are scheduled. Absolutely everything straight from my phone. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Oh, so it's come along. Now, right now, anybody ways. listening to this is going to think that's too. That's easy. I could do it too. You know, so they're yeah, going to want to jump on and get the app and, and and put weed in their mom's backyard. But it's not that easy, is it? Oh, uh, no. Growing, I mean, weed is a weed. It'll grow no matter what, but it all comes down to quality. If you want to, you know, separate yourself from the market, it all comes down to quality control. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about legal issues now, because um, you're a young guy. You know, I can see a lot of other young guys that maybe aren't. Um, as focused and uh, kind of level-headed as you, maybe kind of avoiding things, like avoiding the the legal side of this thing. In order to be compliant, what are you guys having to do? I mean, are you registering with the state and and continuing to get ongoing like, inspections? What does that look like uh, in, in this industry too? So every, like you have to apply for a licensing through the state. You have to be pre-approved. Your location has to be green zone, which the green zone mean it is approved for cannabis uh, related things such as dispensaries, processing facilities, grow facilities, and all that good stuff. And then every year, like at any given time, they can send someone from uh, Lara or the metric system, which is the one that regulate, you know, Lara is the licensed and uh, licensed regulation agency in Michigan. Uh, that comes through and they'll check all your stuff, make sure you're up to code on everything. They can come in at any given time, same with metric to come test your stuff, see how you guys are operating. And like during this process of our new facility, like they have to come in and ex- inspect every single step of the way along the journey so that we know they know that we're doing everything right. And also so that they get paid. 
they make yeah. their money they get all their stuff so yeah it's a, it's a it's a lot harder than you know just throwing some plants in the backyard even though it is recreational anyone can grow their own 12 plants which i'm all about you know if you can grow your own 12 plants and you know provide your own cannabis or you know personal smoke or medical uh they go for it do it have fun with it it's enjoyable it's soothing to grow plants it's super yeah. cool to do so i i tell people all the time if you got the spot to grow for yourself try it it's fun it's interesting and it'll show you just how hard it is. And then you'll yeah, be coming yeah. right back to us in a couple months. So we'll be looking to get to you for the quality. Yeah. Oh, 100%. That's, that's really interesting. Um, you know, here in Colorado, we have, I, I noticed even early on, big money people were involved, like right away. Um, huge properties were used to grow. Um, you know, huge facilities were developed really early on. Uh, so I noticed a lot of, young guys move to the state thinking they're going to get rich because they like weed. Um, and it did not work for them at all. Right. Like they would, they would try to, they just thought, well, I like to smoke weed. Uh, I'm going to jump in and compete with all these guys. And, and they just, they just couldn't do it. It's just not, they didn't have the work ethic needed to keep up with, you know, guys dropping $50 million day one to start building these, these operations. Um, so it's, it's really interesting to see that you were able to uh, just grind it out early on, figure out all these different strategies, right? Have mom help out uh, and work your way to where you're at right now. That's that's really cool that you were, you were able to do that. Yeah, no, it's been awesome, man. I wouldn't trade the journey for anything. I mean, uh, kind of having that underdog story, like, yeah, it's hard to compete with, you know, the big dogs and stuff like that. But also they got the downfall behind it because those people just come in with money and they try buying people like me to come run their facilities and stuff like that. The amount of people that have you know offered to pay me to come run their facilities. And it's like, why would I go work for you, dude? I'm doing this shit myself. Like, yeah. I'm going to go get it. Like, I'm I don't care if I fail, I fail. But I'd rather do that than make you stupid amounts of money because I know how much money I can make you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's, what's interesting is um, I was talking to another uh, person on a different podcast about this. Um, you know, people are very, if you look on social media, people are really big on multiple streams of income, right? It's it's just like a huge deal. Like to say, well, I have multiple streams of income and now I'm a trillionaire. This is my Lamborghini, right? <laughs> it's all nonsense. So the goal, the reason people like in our group, Ed and Andy, are very successful is because they built one thing first, right? They kind of had a passion project that they built and made it the best. They worked on it day in and day out. Um, they missed a lot of, you know, fun activities with friends, things like that. Um, and, and they put their heart and soul into it. And that's kind of what you're doing here. You build that first thing, right? You, you build that first thing and you avoid, hey, can you come to work for me? I'm, you know, I'm the big, the, the big marijuana distributor. Come on, work for me, work for me. You're like, no, 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 no. I got this thing. Right. And I'm going to build it and make it the best possible thing it can be. And then you can expand upon that. Once that's big enough, then you can start buying, you know, apartment buildings and, and crypto and all these, all these other distractions, right. You can start jumping into all those things as well. Um, but, but it's really, it's really important to build that first thing uh, prior to expanding in, in the rest of the world. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Don't get me wrong. I have uh, tried dabbling with you know the cryptos and stuff, and then I realized like there's not enough time in my day to actually put the time, effort, and energy into that for me to even make money. So I'll just leave that over here, and I'll keep doing what I'm doing. You know, lessons learned all the time. Like you always have those little things that come. It's like, 
yeah, I could do that, but then it's going to take time away from this. And this really makes me money right now. So why would I waste my time on that? Yeah. Yeah. So kind of another passion project you have though, and it's part of the Fresh Hope company um, is, is health coaching, right? So maybe kind of talk a little bit about that. Um, what, what led you to go help out other people in the fitness industry as, you know, in, in addition to the current industry you're in now? So basically growing up my whole life, I was the overweight fat kid that got bullied. And uh, yeah, after my freshman year, during all those times, like, uh, or, and in my freshman year, when I was uh, going through all that hard stuff, uh, my go-to when I was depressed and sad my whole life is, you know, binge eating. And that's something I've struggled with my whole life. And after, you know, going through all that stuff, my roommate and the lawyers and, you know, beating the case, like I ended up weighing like 270 pounds in my end of my freshman year. And uh, yeah, it was not a a healthy lifestyle that I wanted to uh, continue to run. And uh, yeah, and then when I was doing the cannabis stuff, I was making good enough money. I still wasn't really focusing on my health at all. And then uh, it kind of dove, dove me down even darker path. Yes, I was doing good in business and all this other stuff. But then I really started to party. Uh, I really started to party really hard and not take care of my physical health, which led into addictions with drugs and stuff like that and then it came to a point where i was just like laying in bed one night and i kind of had this like epiphany thing like uh it was like a vision where i saw like a funeral uh and all my family and friends were there and i didn't see myself there but i just like saw my mom crying and then all of a sudden i heard someone saying he was too young to die and like Mm -hmm. that's when it kind of clicked with me like that's my funeral I'm looking at right now. If I keep running this course of being uh, extremely overweight and doing these drugs and stuff like this. And yeah, it just kind of made me snap into reality and was like, dude, I got to make a change. Like if I, I can't keep making like stupid amounts of money and growing as a person in my company, if I'm not taking care of myself. So I started, you know, work out and you know, take care of my physical health. It led down, you know, a good path for a few months, lost like 30, 40 pounds, I think. And then, uh, had a bad dirt bike crash, tore my labrum, then fell right back into my old habits of eating. And then the drug habits got even worse. Addiction got real, real bad. And then, uh, yeah, it took about a a year of, you know, sobriety and stuff for me to finally come to realizing like, you know, I probably should, uh, you know, get back into the fitness stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I was actually out at a bar one night with some friends and this, I talked to this girl, got her Instagram. Then, uh, over the next month, I saw her posting on her story, this dude, uh, this podcast, and it happened to be Andy's podcast. And I ended up like asking, like, what is this? Like, you're always posting it and you know, share the show is uh, saying. Uh, so I listened to it. And like the first time I listened to it, dude, it sparked a fire inside of me. And I was like, I don't know who this dude is, but man, he's got some, he's spending some knowledge at me and it makes me want to fucking do things with my life. So kicked it into gear and, you know, my, company and my like you know my entrepreneurship journey that's when it truly started was after finding Andy's podcast that really like helped change my life and it was about six months before uh my birthday and I like heard him like shamelessly plug 75 hard and I was like that seems like you know something that probably helped me out a lot in my life so I decided that on uh, my birthday July 23 that I was going to actually uh, do 75 hard in uh, 2019 and uh, so in 2019, July 23, I started 75 hard and that program changed my entire life. I ended up losing the next 40 pounds, getting down to a good solid weight. You know, my business was booming and never looked back. My discipline just took off. I'm, it, that program truly made me who I am today because otherwise I would probably be dead. 
and uh, or have severe drug addiction still and be severely overweight. Wow. Wow. That's a, so uh, it was kind of a, that's pretty intense, man. And um, are we talking the MFCEO podcast? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, if you listen to Andy, if you're, if you're, if you're not familiar with Andy Frazella's podcast, he's got a new podcast now, but the old one is MFCEO. Both of them are like a punch in the face. I mean, it's like, uh, it'll wake you up. <laughs> and uh, especially the, the older one, as far as business goes, the newer one's more uh, current events, but um, it'll definitely punch in the mouth and wake you up if, if that's what you need. And it sounded like you need it. So uh, man, that's a, that's, that's, that's a crazy review of, of his, uh, of 75 hard too. Yeah, no, it was phenomenal. And like, uh, and then that went into basically like, uh, me realizing like, you know, if I was able to lose like 80 pounds or going back. So after I finished 75 hard, I heard him shamelessly plug first form. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like through this whole time I've listened to him like seven months, never heard like what he does. All I know is that, you know, he's got a great voice, knows a lot about business, like yeah. what business is he actually a part of and or what does he own? And so then I had to find out about First Form, uh, jo joined the Legionnaire program. And I was a part of that for about a year and a half just to help me with my physical, like um, my physical, like health and my nutrition and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And then I finally got to the point where it's like, man, you did all this stuff for yourself. Now you're knowledgeable. And now it's time to, you know, pass it along to others and share your story and help them along their journey. And then, uh, over the past six months, uh, when it was a little bit of the downtime with the cannabis company, I kind of just took off with the coaching. Uh, now I'm coaching over 35 clients and uh, with their nutrition and lifestyle. And it's nothing more rewarding than help people change their life through fitness and nutrition and mindset, man. That's awesome. And just to confirm, this is all part of the same company. This is all Fresh Hope. Uh, it's one company. It just has different arms of it. So I just want to, want to be clear on that, correct? Yep, that is correct. Right on. And guys, if you look up Oliver's uh, shorts on YouTube, this dude is jacked. Like, dude, you are, you're like, uh, you look like um, a, an Olympic gymnast. You ever seen those dudes that are, that's, that's what you look like. You, you're jacked, dude. So it's working. Well, I appreciate that, man. I do a lot. And yeah, before it's, it's tough to say, man, I couldn't even look myself in the mirror before, dude, without being disgusted. So it's good to feel this way and look this way because, you know, I've been putting in that work the last like three and a half years of my life. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely shows. Um, so what does it look like when a new guy comes to you? They're like, they're the old Oliver. They're like, Hey dude, I'm 80 pounds overweight. You know, how can you help me? So basically I get them set up, uh, you know, through a first format. I go through a personalized results plan. Uh, basically talk them through what their goals is. I look at what their eating habits are. I look at what their day-to-day -day is, their job, you know, what they can do, you know, starting today, literally to help move them in the right direction. I try not to throw too many things at them at once because I've tried that before when I first started. It was like, yeah. do this, this, and this, and this, and you'll end up like me down the road. And it's a very overwhelming for people. So now I set up, you know, a base plan, you know, what they can start today. And then over time, we slowly start implementing more and more things. And you know, compounding and just building discipline within them because, you know, if they don't start building discipline within them, they're just going to fall right back and old habits. I help them lose 50 pounds, but I don't help them build the discipline within them. So when times get tough, like they don't fall back in the old habits, like Andy talks about, like he like lost all that weight before and then he put it back on because he was undisciplined going back and forth. And my like coaching strategy is like helping you build the discipline to be able to continue to push through those tough times and not fall back into those old bad habits and looking at those like yeah that's why I'm here in the first place or that's what led me here so let's avoid doing that 
and build healthier habits and trading them. Cause like one thing, like a lot of people like uh, that are like me, they struggle with like addiction and stuff. So basically what helped me is just swapping out the addictive bad things for good things that actually serve me and help me move my life forward. Yeah. That's awesome. So give us like an example then, like maybe a couple things that people could start immediately day one that won't overwhelm them that they could do like today. Drinking a hundred ounces or more water every day and going for a 30 minute walk. Easy. Just like that. And that's it. So just uh, applicable uh, uh, advice right there. If you aren't working out and if it's something you really want to do, hundred ounces of water between now and the end of the day and walk for 30 minutes and you're there and, and you're on your way. Right. Super simple. Very simple. If you do that every single day, and then over time, you know, give that a couple of weeks and then start adding something, maybe go to, maybe start jogging, maybe go to a gym, you know, maybe start taking a look at eating like more protein. That's something also they could do today is start eating more protein. Protein's most satiating macronutrient and also, you know, allows you to maintain that lean muscle tissue and lean muscle tissue affects your metabolism and the better your metabolism functions, the more calories you'll burn throughout the day, the more weight you'll lose. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Where are you, where are you training right now? So you're, you're training clients thing for, for actual exercise outside of the fitness, outside of the diet part, right? No, not in person. I, I will program, you know, workouts and stuff for them to do, but I'm not able to help as many people because I am currently training for CrossFit and, okay. you know, for the people that I'm trying to train, they're not willing to, you know, jump right in to do CrossFit. Like they got a long way to go before they'd want to even think about doing something like that. So everything's online. I do all my programming stuff through, you know, online and the nutrition side of things. Yeah. So, so that's pretty cool though, because then you're able to work like internationally. You can work anywhere in the world, right? You can yeah. help anybody. Yeah. I have people all around the country I'm working with. So it's pretty awesome. So do they contact you through that, that app? So they're, they're looking for a, a trainer or for, for, for a coach. Are they looking for you or are you going out and finding them? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, I do, most of it comes through social media. People mm. see what I do and what I post and stuff. And like, you know, I'm here to help people like along their journeys. And you know, most people end up just reaching out to me or referrals from friends that have already helped friends and family and just other people I've coached that are, you know, Hey man, this dude is awesome to work with. He helped me lose, you know, 30, 40 pounds help me change my life. You know, I think you'd be beneficial to you. And just like that. That's awesome, man. Dude, you're only 25, but you're well beyond your mm. young age. Like you've got a really good head on your shoulders. You're, you're, you're a smart guy. You're, you, you've realized that it's helping other people will get you where you want to get right. Versus oh, I mean, a lot of young guys and especially we'll get into social media here in a second, but they see it online, right? They see like the the guy with the nice car and the pretty girls and they're like, is that what I got to do? So if that's what I got to do, how do I get the money? And they think of the money first, right? And then the money doesn't come because they're thinking of the money first, but you are thinking about the people first, the person you could help with pancreatic cancer, the person you could help lose, you know, 80 pounds, uh, you know, the person across the country that you could help start figure out their fitness journey today, but you figured out that now as opposed to 10 years down the road where usually people figure it out uh so 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 that's really cool man yeah it's honestly all about helping people man the more value i can provide to someone i know that later on in life you know i'll get my money i'll get what i need out of life and yeah. you know it's all about providing value to people nowadays yeah but i mean let's, let's talk about social media then because it's a uh people don't know about you they're never going to do business with you right if they don't know who yeah. you are, they're never going to be able to contact you. You could be the nicest guy in the world. 
you know, you can have all those, these great ideas, but if they don't know who you are, they ain't going to get a hold of you. They're not going to contact you. So how are you using social media? Uh, what sites are you using and, and how are you able to connect with people through social media? So my main platform is I use Instagram, but I'm also on YouTube shorts. Uh, Facebook is another one I use pretty heavily. Um, TikTok, I'm not so much on TikTok. I'll go on there here and there and I'll post daily, but you know, it's not my main platform because most of the stuff you see on TikTok is just honestly stupid. Um, but yeah, I'm on that. And then also I am on LinkedIn and LinkedIn is more like the business side of things, like more professional area. And like, I see that as something I'll be pretty big on later on down the road, but I just started that about a month ago. Okay. So now you're posting short video content. Um, and what, what is it, what is it that you're posting that's attracting all these people? You know, are you posting workout videos of yourself? Are these motivational videos? Like, what are you posting personally? And I only say that because I know a lot of people are like, they, they want to be able to do what you're doing, right? So this is more of a piece of advice for them. So the whole point of social media is to entertain, impact, educate, and inspire. Okay. Those, if you run by those four things and you cycle through with, you know, your content posting and you go through those things uh, throughout the week, that's how you build your brand. That's how you draw people to your page. Cause not only like you don't want to just be known as someone that just straight inspiring people or just, you know, straight educational people go on social media because they want entertainment. So if you can provide all four of those things, that is how you're going to grow your audience. That is how you're going to draw people to your brand, to your page, to your business. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So give us that four one more time. Uh, it's educate, impact, inspire, entertain. Okay. I love it. That's good stuff, man. So you're on all these different uh, sites, Instagram primarily though. Um, we're doing videos. Uh, are, you, are you doing like memes or not memes? I guess like uh, like quotes. Are you doing those as well? Kind of mixing it in or is it all video? Uh, it's a little bit, it's a little bit of everything. There's quotes, there's regular posts. You know, I try to mix it up, you know, try changing up because, you know, people don't want to see the same shit all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Oliver, what's the, what's the, what's the future look like? What's, what's the goal? Uh, the goal is I want to uh, make an impact on millions of people throughout the course of my life and ultimately help people change the overall quality of their life. That's awesome. And you're doing it one person at a time, which is so smart. You know, yeah. you're not uh, throwing this, this huge net out. I do everything. You know, you're, you're working with people one-on-one -on -one and, and building these relationships. Uh, I think these people, those types of relationships too, um, are what will build your bigger brand in general, right? It's not a, Hey, everybody, here's what I do. Uh, you know, and then just throwing it out there. It's, Hey, Mr. Johnson, you know, I can help you, you know, lose weight. Here's what we're going to do. Here's our plan. We're going to work together. And you work with this person one-on-one -on -one daily, right? And then that person tells his friends, his coworker, his son, right? And then you build it like that. I mean, it's, it's, um, I'm not even sure what word I'm looking for, but it's a, it's a, it's an organic way of building uh, a, a business. Yeah. It's organic growth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's lost on a lot of people. It really is. Unfortunately, it's lost on a lot of people because they don't see that. They don't see working with one person, dude, it only makes me 50 bucks, right? This one person, all I got was 50 bucks out of this. You know, if I, if I throw my message out to a thousand people, I'd make a lot more money, right? Well, you're never going to get those thousand people though. You throw it out to a thousand people and nobody comes back. But if you work with Mr. Johnson here, you get your 50 bucks and then he tells his friends and his family and it starts to build and, and multiply from there. But um, you figured it out, man. That's, that's pretty awesome.
I wouldn't say I necessarily figured it out quite yet, but I'm working at it. I got you're a little working bit on it. Hey, you're you're light years it. ahead of most people, though. I will tell you that. You're light oh, years ahead of most it. people. Yeah. Travel All right, Albert, how can people get hold of you? Uh, through social media, the, my main platform is Instagram. It's just Oliver underscore Goulet twenty three. Um, basically, that's all of the handles for all my social media platforms. Or you could email me at o l i e s g o u l e t twenty three at gmail dot com uh, with any questions, advice, or anything like that you'd like to know about fitness, nutrition, cannabis, entrepreneurship, or anything like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oliver, I can't wait to see you on uh, in the future with Arate too. I think you're going to, you're going to grow and be one of the, one of the big dudes we all, we all talk about. So I'm, I'm excited to see that. Um, all right, Oliver, here's the big question. All right. Here's the big question I ask at the end of every podcast. We're land life. I, I'm actually wearing a land life shirt today. I pulled it out. I was like, I don't ever wear this anymore. So I decided to wear it today. Uh, we're land life. We buy and sell dirt all across the country, right? If you could buy land, Anywhere in the entire world, where would it be and why? Um, I would have to say Jamaica, uh, somewhere in Montego Bay, because I went there for my senior spring break and it was just the most beautiful and peaceful place I've ever been in my life. So that would be it. That's awesome. Jamaica it is. Are you allowed to buy land in Jamaica? I don't even know. It's like, how does that work? I don't know. I have no idea. We're gonna I didn't really out. look into that, but if I can, I will. Jamaica it is. Right on, man. All right, Oliver. I uh, do. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on and thanks for spending time with us. And uh, um, yeah, look forward to seeing you on more podcasts too. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, PJ. I hope you have a great rest of your day, man. Awesome. All right, guys. Till next time, I'll see you on Land Life.